Hey people, my name is Aram, my pronouns are he, him, and welcome back to God's Fall. This season, we are premiering each episode with a special video-enhanced version of the podcast. You can join cast and crew for a live weekly watch party Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash godsfall. Don't want to wait for more? We've got you covered. You can listen to the next episode right now by heading over to patreon.com slash godsfall. My name is Michael. My pronouns are he, him. I play Zion Preton, the newly arisen god of force. My name is Doug, and my pronouns are he and him. And I play Doro Knot, the newly arisen god of travel. My name is Joe. My pronouns are he, him. And I play Lord Haldir Loran, the newly arisen god of war. My name is Kelly. My pronouns are she, her. And I play Rena Falaval, the arisen god of luck. I don't wow. say that out loud, <laughs> but he was a jerk. He was always mean to me, always bullying me. Well, I guess he got his, except that if it was elves, though. I don't know. Is my racism worse than my hatred of my brother? I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. I can't okay, okay. get a break here. I can't get a break at all. Aldir has never felt closer to Zion in this moment. <laughs> no, okay. Obviously, I don't do that, okay, because I'm supposed to be playing a good character. So, so uh, I'm a little aghast. I didn't know anything about it. And, uh, you know, I just will take him at his word that what happened happened, but I don't even know how to feel about this. So many people that I've known aren't around anymore, so. Para lands right next to you. He heard that happen, and the fire's off, and his hands are at your shoulders, and he's just at your side, ready to act and to help you in any way you need. Well, my, my, my mouth is open, and I just sort of don't manage to say anything. His oingers come back. Oh, like a few seconds behind Automil. Couldn't quite keep up. Right. Did Automil glance at, like, oingers when oingers came back to me? As in, like, did he know or did he not know? Oinkers found Automil. Yeah, but I was trying to make sure that it was, like, a secretive thing. So let's say that Automil gets back. Yeah. And then, like, a couple rounds later, oinkers comes up as a peregrine on your shoulder, lands, is like, <sighs> and, like, gives you a thumbs up, right? Like yeah. a little wing. Like and that's wing, all yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I exactly. go, later. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, just unfolds into a pig, but, like, all feet out, completely exhausted, just gasping for air. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like, I got a cloth and some water and I'm just like damp towel, like tapping her head. <laughs> right, right. Handing her apples. Yeah. She kind of raises her head just to eat the apple and then goes back. <sighs> I have a question. Maybe somebody else remembers where in the hell did we leave Steelbeard? Oh. Didn't you have him just like sail around? So he wasn't Didn't obvious we tell him or to something? Meet us? Like we were yeah, like, we were supposed to meet yeah. him somewhere. Yeah. Like, like, uh, yeah, where we so let's let's just say that you told him to sail around to the other side of Wessel because right. that would take him several days, right? Mm-hmm. And then you would just meet him on the north side as opposed to the south side, right? Or the west side as opposed to the east side, yeah. Right. That's that's however it ends how it was. up. Yeah, whatever the ocean is nearest to where you are, that's where <laughs> you will meet him. Cyril, we don't even know his name still. Uh, <laughs> Grabby Hands has done something which cannot be forgiven at this point. So, uh, no, like uh, he's killed Para's parents and his other and his brother and sister who were alive. Sorry, and his two sisters that were alive. So all of his all of his siblings are dead. His whole family's dead. And they just took Caitlin. Yeah, well, we don't know about that. But yeah, who knows that? Who knows they took Caitlin? Nobody. Did any of you see that happen? Uh, Doro. I think I did. I think you did. Right. You are the only one that saw that happen. Yeah. Do you tell the others? Yeah. I mean, well, because at this, as far as I'm concerned, Caitlin can like travel interdimensionally and also right. teleport and also do all these things. So they probably can't so, hang on to her, right? Is that what, what you're world, thinking? Yeah. yeah. In what world is this an issue? You know, that she's, I mean, probably this world. But, but you don't uh, know about Cyril. I, you don't know about the God of Order. So do you tell them you saw Tiago Reese take Caitlin? Yeah. 
as this giant gun vanishes in his in his hands and as he walks out wearing clothes that are so strange and so yeah. weirdly done. Yeah, it's like all everything about Haltier is weird right now. I just say they took Caitlin. Who took Caitlin? Do I know any names or anything? You don't know point? names, but you'd quickly describe I me. Mean, Tiago Reese has a look, right? So you can describe it pretty easily. Yeah. Blondie. The blonde guy is Cyril Avantis, who is the god oh, of order. Yes. Tiago Reese has got a sport. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tiago Reese usually has like, you know, his chest exposed and he's all like, yeah. you know, muscly and bouncy and a lot of parkour and shit. And he's like that asshole. I imagine him with like a bunch of like those like straps as well. Like, I don't know, for some odd reason. Like, he got straps everywhere yeah. and like little like side pockets yeah. and little things over. Yeah. He's yeah. like, none of them have anything in them. He just wears yeah. them for the look. Yeah. I just imagine loser. he's like, he's yeah. like, Sexy, but with like tactical, you know. Yes, like, sexy tactical. Sexy That's tactical. exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he is sexy tactical. Yeah. <laughs> just call him Straps Mickey. And uh, that is the god of sport. So you just faced off against the god of sport, Parkour. the god of order, the demigod of guns, and the demigod of sewers. <laughs> but we don't know about the guns and the sewers, technically. No. And do sewers exist in this world? So in larger cities, there are still sewer systems, but not to the extent where she's from. So her powers of she took a bit of a hit coming back. Yeah. Fortunately, she's a giant frog demon. Hmm. So she's going to be okay. That's interesting. So I just say they took Kate. Who took Kate? You know, Straps McGee. uh, (laughs) Whatever his name is. Where have you been for the last several hours? Uh, That's a long story. He's not lying. Well, perhaps you could start by telling me where you put my battery. Do I still have it? I don't even know if, still, if I still have that thing. You never would leave it in the in the room. So even when you That's left, true. you, you never... took it with you. So, yeah, it's in your pocket. I just, like, kept it with my lions or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's precisely where it was. By the way, though, you can, like, they were rattling. They're so mad. Because, like, like, the last two fights, you have not used them. And they are so pissed at you right now. That's a good point. You know, now that I have shotguns, everything else just seems... It does seem silly to pull the lions out, but the lions are like, we are your defenders. So whenever you get in trouble, if they can't act, they are very mad. Fair. Um, So I like, you know, I I look, Zion, I think to myself, like, battery? Oh, right. Because it's been a a lot's happened. A lot's happened, uh, yeah. I just kind of pat down, find the pocket, flip it to him, and I say, it sounds like we're about to be in more trouble. Maybe we should go. Battery is empty. Otherwise than that, it's been un- unaltered. All right. I put my divinity into the battery, and then I and then I hand it back to Haldir and say, well, I guess you can hold on to it for now. What are you putting into it? Force. What exactly are you putting into it? So, like, are you putting the equivalent of, like, let's say a magic missile in it? Or yeah, it's putting... basically like a, a force projectile. So, like, uh, cool. so now okay. he could if so he wanted to. So you put to... a single magic missile into this gem and then Haldir whenever you want if you chose to and you can under and it's weird because like when you pick up one of these like it's kind of imprinted with what it does so you understand how to use it as soon as you pick it up much like with your guns actually you would know this for two reasons one because you would get it because it's divine and other because it's now a weapon and you understand all weapons ah I like that Little, a little magic missile appears in your hand. It doesn't appear inside the I think gem. I could do ma- I think magic missile was already a spell I knew. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think so. Ah! Yeah, so you're able to do it. It's fine. You just make it happen, but it's but it's it's fun. It's in a stone. Great. Right, right. Well, it's okay. not it's just a stone. It's a highly technical piece of equipment that uh, shot right. forward sure. our society by several hundred years. And uh, I did it as a... But Haldir just saw the 1990s but I don't know anything downtown about that. New York. But I don't know anything about right. that. Right. I did this as a power right. move to be like, yeah, here you go. Sure. I know you stole it, but here it is because I have plenty more rocks where that came from. So because I just have them in my pocket. How do you react when it's tossed back to you, Haldir? I just, I, I take it and I put it back in my pocket. All right. You know? <laughs> Business exchange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very, very kind of like, very curt nods, I'm assuming, is what happened right there. Like, mm, sure, yeah. Yes. Mm. I say we discuss all of our days while we are in a hurry to get out of this town right now. Where are we going? Um, and I just look at Dora. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> I didn't do anything. While we're gifting things, uh, I made you something, Doro. You did? That's 
that's so weird because I got you a gift from the kindness of my own heart. What a random. Sh- yeah. Wow. Well, well, it's like gift remember of the how I guy. ripped his mask off his face, his <laughs> snarling little face? Uh, that uh, I, Cebu I, I jerk, right? I think so, right? yeah. Rita's just pouting in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used the eyes from that mask, and I figured you could use it better than me. I fashioned it into, uh, well, here you go. And I hand Doro what looks to be a, uh, a periscope or whatever. What is it called? A telescope. Um, a spyglass. A spyglass. Yes, a spyglass. Yeah. But instead of the glass inside. Didn't you it, take Doro's spyglass and add it to his own thing? Because Doro's Doro had that really nice one. I thought you took his spyglass because Doro left it up in yeah, Steelbeard you- somewhere. And you just took it and added lenses to that, right? Yeah. I Am so. I right about that? Yeah. Well, I took one so of them. I Doro, don't know which one I took. He hands you back your spyglass. <laughs> But you notice. Oh, I was wondering where that was. It's better now. But you notice instead of glass, there's now uh, those little gems that were in the mask, embedded in the mask of Cebu, uh, are now where the glass would have been. So if you look through it, uh, you now have, I don't know, plus something, something. (laughs) Yeah, it works just like uh, a normal spyglass. However, if you look at a divine creature through it, you see their divine aura. So you can always pick out other gods and other demigods whenever you whenever you look through it. So we just okay. upgraded your mm. periscope. Cool. Well, spyglass. Periscope's different. Spyglass, right. Sorry, that's going to be in my head now. I'm going to say that like eight times now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, when they mention Cebu's like, mask and all that other stuff, does Aramiel react at all? Uh, when they mention Cebu's mask, no, you know what? Aramiel would know what it was. Certain. No. You know what? Automil no. hasn't seen Cebu yeah. since Cebu became the Viper. So no, that doesn't mean anything to him. But when you do say the name Cebu, Automil yeah. perks up and is like, you fought Cebu. Yes. It's all, he's talking to you, Rena. Yeah, uh, no, he's talking to like, Rena. He's like, what is he directing this to? Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, us, yeah. yeah. He's like, Rena, you fought Cebu. Is this like a side conversation or is this like a no, he's saying this out happened, loud and just directly You guys at are me. gathered in a circle okay. and okay. he has turned to you in front of all the others okay. and said, you fought Cebu. And have. you didn't say anything until now, basically, is the other part of that that's implied. <laughs> and you have said nothing to me about this encounter. There's been a lot going on. Doro, perhaps we should leave first, but there is much for us to talk about. Yes? You didn't talk about where you went today. And she looks off like, she looks off like, you know, we're doing that, like, God that cousin yeah. sibling thing yeah. where we're going, like. Teenager. And Autumn so honest that, like, he knows you're right. So he's, so he's like, like, he starts to say something and then. And then, and then, and then I come back with him and I do, I do a him and I go, we're going to leave first and then we'll talk about this. He just nods. <laughs> yes, it agrees. That's what he said. <laughs> Doro, can you get us out of here? All aboard the Not Express. <laughs> hands, 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 hands. hands. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hands, 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 and then a hoof. That's what everything at that all. I just all assume when we teleport, she gets on my shoulder as like a something, so it's easier. Like a little pink frog. Yeah, I think that would work, right? Yeah, okay. Well, no, a little pink squirrel. She really doesn't do reptiles. Yeah, she she she, she kind of shouldn't shouldn't like snakes. She's so like, she, she likes the fluffy, right. you know. Like yeah, exactly. So I would say that uh, you know, Dora, when you have time, when it's not a battle, you just. Can pull out the well, plus which we're, we're bridging, so yeah. right. I mean, they are giving you power, so it's really easy. You would just there's a large mountain in front of well, not a mountain, but like a large hill in front of you. If you popped up on top of that hill, you'd be then looking down towards the coast where Steelbeard would be. So you could make a couple pops down, get to the coast, and then probably see Steelbeard at that point. That would take okay. maybe half an hour, okay? Uh, yeah, I, that's what I want to do. All right, then again, you can see everything. It's bright daylight. You're not being attacked. You all just basically huddle around him, pulls it out, looks. All right, and then vanishes from where you are, and you will appear somewhere. And it's, and it's like that feeling when you're sleeping and you fall in your dream and you lurch awake. Like you don't know how you have all that momentum, but something's clearly ripped your body up and lurched you awake. It's that feeling every time. You do this. You can do this about 10 times, going up the mountain, down the mountain, towards the coast. You finally appear on the coast, and all of you feel like you've been spun in a chair about 100 times. Whee! I've been through training like this. I'm good. <laughs> Oinkers just hurls. It's like apple peels and cores just vomits profusely on the beach. 
Actually, it would just be a little bit, though, because it's a little teeny squirrel right now, so just be a little squirrel vomiting. <laughs> I just want to some vomit on it. <laughs> no, and even if she did it, but like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like if you see, if like, you know, maybe you sneezed on yourself. Like, that's all it would be. It's a little, little teeny bit. <laughs> it's nighttime at this point. It's about 9 p.m., but there's a full moon, and clearly silhouetted out on the water is what could only be Steelbeard. Yo, what's up, bitch? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Hello! He's, he's still like a mile away. Like, he doesn't see yeah, you. No, you see just, him. Yeah. Just wave. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't uh, see you, no. Would I be able to teleport us onto the deck of Steelbeard? 100%. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. what I was so going to do. Everyone gathers in for one more that you do not want to do, but he teleports you onto the deck of Hooray! Steelbeard. And Steelbeard has... Like he has, he has gathered water. So there's little basins of water and there's little bits of food and there's some blankets. Like he has prepared like a whole, like in case of emergency triage area for you guys to come back. <laughs> I was so worried. Everything's cool. As soon as you appear, chairs appear under you, right? And like little branches pull blankets around your, your, <laughs> your shoulders, and little I feel like, we've like come from a disaster zone. little wooden cups of hot cocoa rise to your level to be picked up. Yeah, there's marshmallows. They're perfect. Everyone sit. Everyone sit. Is everyone here? And looks around, and then, where's Caitlin? Well, I'm sure she'll show up at some point. And you know, actually, Steelbeard would just accept that at this point. Oh, okay, good. All right. Um, where are we going? Well, see, Zion doesn't even hadn't even seen Caitlin in that whole encounter. Right. Like as far as he knows, she disappeared a few days ago. She pops in and out like Dora, whatever. No, no, hold on. Hold dear. But Haldir told you that Caitlin was taken. And he and Zion saw both of them into the room. Right. So you, so he saw Tiago appear behind Caitlyn, wrap his arms around her, and teleport away. That's what Haldir saw. Uh, but then Zion saw Caitlyn when she first popped back into the flooding room. Right. So he exactly. saw her then. So you saw yeah, her, so knew she was there, so, and now she's yeah, gone. You again. did see her up. Yeah, you did see her up. Uh, you saw her appear, get washed into the inn area. Yeah. Then Haldir told you that Tiago took her. But she oh. doesn't necessarily have to tell Steelbeard that yet, because Steelbeard can't do anything about it. And why worry him? It's right. like it's like it's it's like your uncle like your uncle needs to drive you somewhere, right? But your uncle doesn't necessarily need to know the details about your life. Right? In that case, I'm gonna have to rewind here just a bit because I don't think that that Zion would have just left the area if he knew that Caitlin was taken. Ademila just turned to Doro and said, "You know, you know, can you get us out of here?" However, Zion. Do you agree with leaving? <laughs> right. And then it'll be, wait, where's Caitlin? Somebody, Haldir, you mentioned she was taken? Taken? Uh, they grabbed her and disappeared, but she can teleport and travel. What's the problem? Find her, Doro. Well, how? How would we even find her? I'd, I'd have to have something to follow. Aren't you able to find anything? That's if she's on a road, but I mean, I guess I could try. Okay. Uh, Roll yeah. your divinity. Rena puts her hand on Doro's shoulder and says good luck and halfling again to him just because she knows it, like, gets to him. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, she gives advantage. Uh, this is 23. You slam your hand to the ground and you've leveled up since you've tried this last time. And mm-hmm. these crackles of energy go out over roads all across Wessel, cracking across the entire country, arcing towards the shores until they finally get to the south. And there's a port to the south. And then it crackles across the water, which is something you've never done before. But this, but you follow a path and then you can see a vessel and you can see a ship moving and you see it go all the way south. But it hasn't left yet. You just know it's going to. What? I can do that? Apparently you can't. You know where they're going. Okay, where and where are they going? So they're going to get on a boat and they're going to head to Skyhaven. I say aloud, they're going to get on a boat and go to 
Sky Haven, which is the capital of Bredis. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, where is that? Oh, and Dennis is from there. <laughs> Dennis McGinnis? Dennis from Bredis. Dennis I, McGinnis from Bredis, yes. I, right, I, do, I forgot I really, about him. I know someone from Bredis, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. You know Dennis McGinnis from Bredis? Yes! You know Dennis McGinnis from Bredis? I know Dennis McGinnis from Bredis. <laughs> <laughs> what side of Bredis or is it on? Is it like the left side or uh so like the northern the yeah northwest corner kind of okay well in that case then we can all pop 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 just as we did before <laughs> over to the river as we are over to the ocean as we were going to anyway but instead of being like completely you know not knowing what we're doing uh steel beard as you're being wrapped in a blanket <laughs> to skyhaven Oh, all right. And then the sails go up. He makes a hard bank and takes off into the night. Uh, you guys are now just on a deck with hot coffee, uh, sitting around, looking at each other. You're all probably pretty tired, <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah, but nobody's it's going to bed day. until we figure out a few things. First of all, everybody that all right. disappeared <laughs> magically <laughs> for a little while. Zion just gets up, slams his staff to the deck. No one leaves this deck until we've decided some things. <laughs> right. Big, huge spotlight shines down on all of you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, how was everyone's day? <laughs> this is the check-in. So Haldir just kind of sighs and looks around. And he's like, all right, uh... I guess it was last night. Um, Caitlin took me into the future. It's unclear now if it was a different universe or if it was our same timeline, if there's different people that happened. But um, I was there for three days. I was chased and attacked by demigods. Um, I killed the... Um, you, what kind of... Kenku. I killed, I killed that Kenku we saw, which is why I have his weapons. Um, because any weapon I touch, because I, I hope at this point they realize any, any, any weapon I touch. We they, know uh, I don't know if they would know that. Or Do, do you guys we? know how his powers work? Like, do we you know like, he's like, the god of war? You know yeah. he's the god. Well, yeah, no. no I think because, so. Yeah, because Caitlyn knew. So you had to, oh, you had to tell oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And they would have realized that we've done something with, like, they realized my divinity. Yeah, he's yeah also we, we already out. know that. He's whipped out different weapons like before because he's whipped out like a whip and like a sword and like and he also and turned a catapult. like half a forest into a catapult. Right. You guys probably at that point knew. Yeah, that's a good Figured point. So yeah. I think this would be nothing new. He can touch weapons and make whatever he wants. Well, and also we can sense his divinity. So right. True. So you knew they were divine weapons, but he did make future weapons. Yeah. And you now have a divinity sensing spyglass, too, which, you know, <laughs> I have to use on you. I'll have to All use it. So Doriel's just like two inches from, from you with the spyglass <laughs> going up and down. <laughs> I love your tailor. <laughs> it's really nice. She's, she's actually really great. Haldir got lucky. So I was there for three, two days, I think three days. What did we three decide, days. two days? I think it was like two and a half days. Like you were on your third day, but your second night. So I was there for almost, was there for almost three days. Caitlin barely brought me back. The Kenku is the god of... Demigod of guns. De, of the demigod of, of these particular futuristic projectile weapons they call guns. Yeah, yeah, you know they're called guns. You know they're called a rifle and a shotgun and a Tommy gun. You know these words just by touching them. Um, the, uh, what was that thing called? A, uh, a slad? Oh yeah. A slod. A, slot. a red slod. slod. Yeah. So the, the red slod human woman hybrid thing is the demigod of sewers. Um, she can heal herself in case you didn't see that. Um, and, um. It's pretty fucking hard. That's like, I, that's pretty much, you know. What I got, Caitlin. C Caitlin can clearly travel between times and between places. Why is everybody so worried about her? Well, I'm worried because somebody took her, and uh, maybe they knocked her out. Who knows? I mean, she can take care of herself, I'm sure, but not against all of those people at once. And you also know that Cyril's power over flesh also extends to other people. He took away Doro's eyes once, so you know he can do some pretty terrible things. All right. Um, so what I would like to know is who were the others? Oh, so he, you're asking who, like, Cyril and who Tiago were? Yes. Okay. So 
Tit for tat. I like this. <laughs> Tit for tat. Also, when Haldir was um, saying this information, did he seem like, like, he's not entirely nice, obviously, his whole demeanor, but, like, was he, like, sure. like nicely presenting this? Like, was this, like, he's comfortable, like, How are this? you presenting this? What would you say, Haldir? How would you, how would you answer that? How was Haldir's demeanor as he was presenting yeah. this information? I don't know. It feels like business, you know? It's like, this is information that I think that is important for you to know if we're actually, because we're clearly going to be fighting these things that I already fought. And so this is, this is going to be important. Haldir basically got up and gave a power and gave a power point. That was him. It's like, yeah. these are the problems we are facing. Yes. Notice the razor claws on the edge of the hand. Circle twice. Very bad written next to them. Red pen. Red pen. Uh, see, it's going to have to be Rena that talks about this because Zion didn't even see any of this. So as far as like Tiago or, oh, okay. or Cyril, so not that he knows any of those. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like I was one of the. Oh, OK. Hold on. So, so. Um, You've definitely faced off directly against Tiago. I oh, would yeah. imagine you'd have the most to say. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Like, he stuck he stuck me with, like, four arrows one time. And, like, oh, you know, yeah. and, and, like, we have had, had a parkour longbow battle across rooftops. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, I also had, like, a dream sequence in Caitlyn's world where I, like, practiced against him. Like... The vendetta is deep. Um, but I forgot. Caitlin, whenever she wants, can basically jump into your dream, yeah. right? And then create whatever you want yeah. to face off against. Yeah. So, uh, so for like several episodes when they had more time, they were doing dream battle training. So she would cool. face off against Tiago to learn how to fight him because Caitlin could recreate him in her dreams. I, I was getting business done. Um, yeah. but, but beat her. And like, so she woke up and she was so mad. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> she's, right. she's literally just like angry like all the time. Like she's literally got like two vendettas. She's got a vendetta against Tiago. She's got a vendetta against Cebu. Like she's just like angry, but like when she's not, she's chill. Like, you know, it's like it's like she's like, I'm calm and collected. And then, you know, and then I see somebody I hate and I'm like, oh except for when she's not. Time yeah. to go. Right. <laughs> you you yeah, you basically I mean, you're you're mostly peace, calm, out of one, having fun, playing with a pig. Yeah. But you go to ten. As soon as you see a target, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm the like exception of just triggered. Um, so <laughs> I, I explain our whole scenario, you, scenario Doro and I faced, and this like you know the weird ear thing and how it resembled. I when I get to the part where it resembled Para's incident, I just say Para's incident and then like try to skirt past that really quick. Um, yeah, yeah. You see his big brown eyes go up and get a little sadder, but he just yeah, nods. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I yeah. give him a knowing glance of like, I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't have to, you know, he kind knows. of thing. Yeah, um, he gets it. And then I, because Doro doesn't know that I saw like all of that when I did like the zoom through. Right. So I explained the zoom right. through to them and how Cyril knows that I know. Um, yeah. And so I say, yo, he yeah. knows. And then I and then I'm like, I could probably find him again right now with Doro's help, but he'll know that I know. Well, you're not bridged with that thing anymore. I have it. So though. the reason he, I picked you it have it, but you're not bridged with it. Yeah. So that connection doesn't exist right now. Okay. Were you to connect with it again, it would be I reestablished. Could. So whatever you do from this point yeah. on, I mean, that's true. You could also assume that maybe he could just know anything as long as you've got the crystal. Yeah. Who fucking knows? And Zion, when if, do you show it to him? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's got that. It's got this black ichor inside it that seems to be clawing at the edges, like constantly looking for something all along the edge of the of the gem from inside it. Don't touch it. This looks to be very dangerous. It doesn't seem good, you know. It went into my body for a little bit. It was not good. Um, uh, I don't know if there's any lasting impacts of that. Um, So everybody watch out. Um, Oinkers waddles over to you, Rena, turns into a cat and jumps into your lap, turns around three times, sits down, purrs, and like kind of like rubs a head against your your, uh, shoulder. She just like starts like instinctively kind of like therapeutic petting, you know, <laughs> like because <laughs> I also and like we're gonna have to talk. Only kids and I are gonna have to talk, <laughs> but it's, that's yeah. a separate thing. Um, so I give that whole thing. I say Tiago was there, um, but I don't know that he was the melon person because I saw his essence of him. Correct. So I just say Tiago was there. Cyril By was the melon there, cart, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like the other two were there that Haldir knows. 
Um, and like I didn't, I didn't see them teleport away or whatever. I just saw them up on the rooftop. Right. So yeah, the only person that saw them teleport away was Haldir. Yeah. But how did they teleport? I didn't see them teleport, right? So I don't know that that's the headband. Right. Only Haldir saw that. Yeah. They. And, but you, Michael, saw a couple of them teleport yeah. by touching a headband on their head, and you saw the same thing, Haldir. And the like the the big. Um, uh, Slad lady was in the middle of the street when she did it, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, she was. Yeah, I well, yeah, that. she was. Yeah, she was backing into the alley. She had to turn back. She she had to turn into a human before the headband appeared and touch it. So she apparently couldn't couldn't do it in slod form. Right. Were these headbands common in your future? You talked about. You didn't see these in the future, no. but they look like like they've got little LED screens on them, so they're clearly technology from the future. Um, so I say no, but there is t- some technology that looks with similar lights and screens. They're powered by godstones, and each one had one embedded in the in the um, forehead. Because we don't have the huge web of things connecting and powering everything right. simultaneously here. Exactly. So you said that uh, you went to a future, and you're not sure if it was in our timeline or not. Did you have any idea? Did, did we win? Well, the world was not destroyed. So, I, so that must be a good in sign. In this timeline, yes. But I killed that Kenku. I killed him when I was there. So that's... and and. Well, are you sure it managed I assume to assume heal itself pretty quickly? I mean, either that Kenku is hundreds of years old... Mm-hmm. In in the place where I killed him, and what I what we saw today was his younger self, or he's been tell been sent back from a different timeline, or I guess he could have been sent back in an intermediary part of the next timeline. I'll come him in the future. Time travel is just sticky. Yeah, it really okay. is. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's get a big uh, let's get a big whiteboard <laughs> with some markers. Right. Let's, we just start drawing on <laughs> two little arrows. Just lines of red string just running from portraits yeah. all over the guy, place. That's yeah. from that yeah. meme with yeah. the guy on the board, you know, like. A hundred percent are, because you have to be at this point. All right, so you guys are sailing for a while doing this. Yeah. You spend the rest of the night, and I, like, I'm not hiding anything from these people. So, like, I even tell uh, Haldir about my first encounter with, um, who I don't even know his name. We call him Grabby Hands. And I like, right. describe how, you know, the powers that he seems to have. And, um, you know, how they are a threat as well. Obviously, they are getting worse, and so are we. We know Tiago Reese's name. We don't know the other one's name. It's so weird how the like, there's, there's never been that moment where you're like, and, and you are... What's your name? <laughs> Can everybody just stop just for a second? We need some introductions. Yeah, it's just, it's weird because they fought like three times now, like like three big, huge <laughs> encounters, and they still have hold no, up, hold they up, have no hold idea. Right. Can, can I just, 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 just one second? Okay. Look, well, we're going to do this, but Zion, <laughs> Doro, right? Like, I think it's because we don't talk, we just point. Like, we're all pointer people. We're like, you, like, you know, like. We need a full on anime, you know, introduction sequence. We fucking do. I wish I had 50,000 bucks or 100,000 bucks or 200,000 bucks or a million. Whatever it would cost to get the equivalent of the old X-Men cartoon intro oh. with all of you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, I've always wanted that. If I ever sell out, if, if someone ever wants to buy God's Fall, and I, I like the, the all I want is that cartoon entry as part of the deal. And I'll get it for us, <laughs> I promise. Also, you all get money, obviously. I was like, all please right. pay me too. <laughs> We're trying to establish a, a timeline, and I also want to learn from uh, from Haldir absolutely everything he's willing to, to give. You know, as far as, like, what happened in this future, supposedly, who all was there, were there any signs of us, how did we make it? Did, obviously, the world wasn't destroyed, but did we do that? Did somebody else do that? Did we just die? I don't know how much everybody's listened to, if anybody's listened to the previous ones, so I can recap, or... Um, so what I, what I want to tell the party is pretty much everything that happened, excluding... Um, ex- yeah, <laughs> ex- what do you not want to tell them? So excluding the fact that it, it is Big Daddy Haldir is, is, the, is kind of the over... So I want to be... Instead, he is this, this other figure, you know, that, that was able to connect to me. He clearly has these incredible powers. He, as soon as I popped up, he just knew I was there. We don't know who it is. Gotcha. You know, give him a name. Sort of give him a name. What's his name? Give him a name. Yeah, yeah. Gotta give him a oh, name. What's I feel his name? Your pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why yeah, would I... His... 
Why would because I know you have name? to gave, because you would be giving names for everything. You wouldn't just Derek. say this powerful figure. Derek. You would say like mayor, whatever. That's or, true. That, or that's you true. know what like I mean? Switch so, your name around instead of like Haldir. It's like dear, dear old, or dear old, like dear old. No, dear um, old. No, with the wheel cereal. That's like, too confusing. Uh, Never mind. Dear old. No, we have cereal. Like What's going to be too bad? He's not, Haldir's not the Riddler. He's not going to rearrange the letters that present it. Hold on, hold Are on, hold sure? on. I'm going to find one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, I, I would very much like to be wrong. Riddle me this. <laughs> um, so we, we can stick, you know what? I'll stick with the Lord of the Rings theme. Um, Elro here. Elro here. Okay. All right. So Haldir. Presents this story. Oh, which, also, I don't want to talk about the, um, you know, the camera thing. Oh, I told you. Yeah, of course you fucking okay. don't. No, I get that. All right. So Haldir presents a story in which he appears in the past because Caitlin took him there. Caitlin was trapped inside this giant network. Appeared in the future. But did, I, did I say the past? Yes. You said the past. Yes. Past. Yeah. Haldir traveled into the future <laughs> because... Caitlin basically was like, I can connect to things. And and Haldir had a thought, like, well, let's bridge. And I asked him what they were both thinking about. And you both get shot into the future because you rolled badly. And sometimes the bridge goes badly. Uh, when, you, when you appeared there, you appeared there as you. However, Caitlin was pulled into this network because in the future, uh, there's a huge amount of Godstone batteries. They are everywhere. And they are powered by all of the gods. So you never really understood exactly what was going on, but how it was understood is that the gods have been contained and are used as power to replace electricity in a future world. Everything is just, it's, it's, instead of having a magical weave, it's a, it's a divine weave, and therefore it powers all of these things that have godstone batteries on them, so that they just constantly recharge energy from this weave. It's, it's like wireless power everywhere. Well, does Haldir ever describe to us, describe to us if he ever even saw any of these gods, if this is more like a, uh, 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 what is it called, a uh, uh, matrix situation with people in like batteries or is this more of a like you know uh, electrical bender like from uh, Legend of Korra like that are choo choo <laughs> so did, did hell, I didn't I don't think Haldir knew that they were using gods to power this stuff at all you right? just you, you just know it's you know it's di it, it's divine energy so it's right. from the gods but you don't know how it's operating right and I know that like god you know god powered like Godstones and other things can power things in this world with Correct. electricity. And, and um, so, I, you know, when Haldir was there before, he just chalked it up to future technology, right? Because there was so much that's, that's different. So he wasn't concerned with, oh, how does this electricity thing work? He right. Was you like, weren't necessarily considering how it was being generated. You were just considering its use. Right. Which is very fucking Haldir. Right. Which is very yes. not what Zion would have been doing. But yeah. Right. <laughs> Zion would have been like, how is this being made? Right. What is the cost? And how can I do it better? So you would learn about that. Uh, you would learn that demigods are prevalent and are used by different factions. All of them basically function as superheroes in the future, right? They're all well-known. They all, you know, many of them will wear bright costumes, right? And have whole separate identities. You tell about all the demigods you engaged with, I imagine, including the unicorn, who's the demigod of neighborhoods. And there was a, uh, what else was there? Oh, there was a um, fucking lizard boy. What the hell are they called? Uh, little There's dragon. Cobalt? Yes, kobold? there was a a a, col a kobold who was the demigod of wealth and had a gang that were all like a uh, middle like, the golden like goths. yeah they were called the golden goths and they were all like stockbrokers and middle managers young guys who felt oppressed by their underlings who worked for them that was like demanded too much and did and so would like join this gang so they could beat the shit out of like them and take money from them and like that was the whole function of their gang was to get back the like the worst fucking people um and uh that was it right that was everyone and then you tell them about bang bang you tell them about balam so you guys get filled in with all the demigods in the future and that there's apparently this 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 guy who runs everything because he like like 
the country of Qatar has become a corporation. And that, that corporation is called Qadaria. And it is run by an elf named what was the name El- you came up with? El Rohir. In El Ro- and this elf named El Rohir, and who appears to have like godlike powers, runs the entire thing and all these demigods work for him. And if that those demigods are here, it's probably because he sent them. Is that all fair? You would say all those things? Yes. All right. So that, and then in order to get back here, at, you know, Caitlin moved from a couple different machines until finally. She was the ghost in the machine. She was the ghost in the machine until finally she directed him back towards this well, which is this, um, like this constantly falling waterfall that they've made in remembrance after a, basically a terrorist attack. And they had to go into like the the equivalent of all the demigods that announced themselves and have public I. I it was the mutant, you know, uh, it was the mutant registration act of this era, right? So he found out about all that, and that because that well had so much energy focused on it, they were able to use that to power up their own divinities and get back in time, and that's when they appeared with all the water crashing through your guys' hotel room. Is basically. that well the same one that's in Escape the Union that they? That, like, it's not. Okay. That is not the same well as in Escape the Union. The one in, in Escape the Union was an actual well. It okay. wasn't that big. Okay. This is like 100 feet across. That's oh. why several thousand gallons of water crashed through your room. Does, does Haldir know the names of the two? Like when he references, does he reference them by their name or just like description? Which ones? For um, Bomb Bomb and Balam. Uh, yeah, I know you, their names. You, you, you name all them, okay. right? You say Bang yep. Bang and Balam and everyone. Yeah, yeah. But you never saw grabby hands or Tiago Reese in the future. No, I never saw any gods, um, with the exception of potentially over here, um, who I only saw very briefly. Um, but the others are, are demigods. Do you mention that this elf has uh, has um, um, shit? What's his name? What's the god of order? Why, why can't I think of his name? The old one. Cyril. The old, oh, the old one. one. Oh, the old yeah. one. Baros. Baros. Do you Baros. mention that 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 uh, this? Elf in the future has Baros's pyramid. No. All right, that's what you guys know. And also, he did kill Bang Bang, so he killed Bang Bang. He shot him dead, so he should be dead. Apparently not. Or I did, and this is just his younger self. Alternate Bang Bang. I mean, Zion, you know that there's magic, that there was magic, and possibly is still magic that could resurrect people. In fact, Paris not unsure he couldn't do it. He right. basically brought Brannock back from the dead once. And he's yeah. pretty sure, he doesn't want to test it, but he's pretty sure he could bring someone back from the dead. Right. I mean, technically but, speaking, he's a level eight uh, cleric, so. Exactly. Right, yeah. we've also Just seen other fire. things of like <laughs> right. different people being like different places. Cause like, didn't we see like, when we saw Dudala do her like weird thing, she was like somebody else. And then when we were with Fate totally. and Time, they like kind of showed us like other versions of themselves doing stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, when you guys saw Fate and Time working together, yeah. what you saw was this big, huge globe. And there's all these little tendrils coming out, trying to get to the edge of this globe, but they all would just either you know, vanish before they did, or they'd get to the edge and they'd be stopped. And anyone that got close to the edge before it got stopped, they would pluck it out and try and pull it into this world. So, so she just, so basically the God of Time was sending the God of Fate on missions to grab people or things or objects and pull them into this world in order to try and disrupt this timeline. That's their entire goal. And that's why they've been doing what they're doing. That's what you were able to ascertain. So yeah, it could be one of these timelines. It could be anything. Now I I have to wonder if we could uh, launch something into orbit. <laughs> yes. Uh, like if I were oh. to say fly Doug really really high, uh, not Doug, uh, Dora really really high, Doug. and then he uses his uh, telescope or whatever it's called, uh, spyglass, and then shoots it into the orbit. Michael, all we would have to do is build a telescope powerful enough to see like the surface of the moon or something, and then if I could see it, I could just put something there. That's not untrue. That is completely true. I've already thought about this. I've wanted yeah. to teleport Para well, as like a last ditch limit break attack of teleporting Para at like two inches from the sun and be like, now shoot, now shoot the planet. And him be like, <laughs> None of you know about this, but Doro and Para had a little side conversation where they agreed that if you, that if you guys are facing a bad that is so big that it has to be stopped and there's no other option, 
he will teleport Para into the sun and Para will get one fucking gigantic nuke attack to turn a laser beam back towards the planet and blast the hell out of whatever you're facing. They've actually planned for this. Because he will die after that. He will yeah. be dead. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll both die from it. Because I'll yeah. have to stay in space to create a gate for him to shoot through. 100%. Because it, won't, it won't get to the planet fast you need enough. To, so. You need to aim it. He needs yeah. to fire. You need yeah. to aim. You'll have both to build, die. I'd have to create a portal up there and then one where it's coming out and then blast someone with two inches from the sun of the sun god. <laughs> But if we're high enough level, we wouldn't die, wouldn't we? Because we're gods, technically, at that point. Uh, wouldn't if you just can created... always die? I mean, yeah, gods fall. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of the point of the whole show. But why would you need para for that? Can't you just put a portal in the sun and then also a portal where you want someone he to die? He can't get that far, right? He can yeah, teleport para there the to focus the energy, and then he has to be there to get it basically narrowed in and get it to. So it's just going to be a two chain system. It needs both of them. They yeah, basically have I, to form a bridge like a across glass. the universe. He has to magnify yeah. glass. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just it's just them extending the bridge. It's literally just making a bridge between the sun and the earth in order to fucking zap one big bat. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's gonna work if they pull it off. <laughs> it's definitely gonna work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would kill anything. Anything but... you want to. And probably a lot of things nearby. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, we did just like level a village. So. The surface of the sun <laughs> is X amount of degrees. Let's say that you fired that in a focused beam. Let's say that that beam is only 10 feet wide. But let's say that it's a 10 foot wide beam of that temperature. If that suddenly appears in our atmosphere and was to strike a point on the ground, what would happen? It would ignite Might the a black air. hole. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would like I, sear the air and the Would water it ignite the air? The air? Would yeah. it like would if it, it destroy yeah. the whole planet? Is it that kind of thing? Or is it I like, think it would tear a hole in the atmosphere at the very certainly. least. Right. Um and but it, would it destroy space time itself? Like I don't think it would do that. Uh, but would it, it wreck that, the earth? Yeah. Like it's would it about be too 10, much? 000, so so the, the the temperature of the sun is about ten thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. And you want to condense that into... But the surface is... I wonder what happens if a beam of 10,000 degrees that's 10 feet wide suddenly appears in our atmosphere and on the surface. How hot is a nuclear explosion? Someone's had your math. That's a really good point. (laughs) Hang on. Nuke explosion temp. About 100 million degrees Celsius. So we so already I think we're okay. Yeah, this we already kind of do this. This is perfectly fine. We can do. You can. He can create this beam. I would say that every like it would ignite everything within a hundred feet, instantly, right? But otherwise yeah. than that, I think we're fine. If some, however, if you are listening and you are informed, yeah, a scientist <laughs> yes. of some kind, science, yes. science side of podcast. Um, <laughs> if you bros. actually have knowledge. Please contact us on Twitter at God's at God's Fall, where me at Vardian or the show. Uh, at, no, that's at God's Fall. So just like contact us. We'll be there. We, yeah. we actually want to know. But let's just assume that, yes, you two could pull this off, kill whatever you want, but you both have to die in order for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be my first character. No, it would be like, like, like Para would go out in a flash, but you would go out kind of like holding your breath, focusing this thing, trembling as you just kind of silently drift away. Yeah. Yeah. That seems very yeah. tear, though. Like, the, like got a tear, kind of. Well, except his his blood would boil. and <laughs> he'd, be, uh, he'd be dead. But it would be like, <laughs> it's like the path ends, you know? Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's That's where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. <laughs> right Jesus there. Christ. <laughs> Teardrop. So, is there anything else that you guys have to talk about? Uh, I have a question, game mechanic-wise, now that you've done this. Um, so before I could, I mean, can I, I can teleport to places I can see? You've always been able to do this, because you, even back when you guys were going through, you had to get the boat through that, where the big stone ring was, and the weird frog thing showed up, and the boat got stuck. Even then, you were using your tele, your telescope, and anywhere that you, that you can get where you can make out details, you can teleport to. So if you made a telescope powerful enough to see details of the surface of the moon, you could oh, absolutely... I, that's not, I'm, on a, I'm on a different tangent. Oh, sorry, go I'm, ahead. I'm back to the game. That's fun and all, but back to the game. Uh, so can I not do this find the path thing and then see Cyril's ship and just teleport all of us onto his ship? 
you could see the ship, but you can't teleport to something you can't physically see. You can't oh, okay. teleport us along those lines. Physically see it. Yeah, you would know oh, okay. he, where you would know where he was and how to get there, but okay. you yeah. wouldn't. And yeah. are okay. we headed there? Yeah. So like, uh, you are right now. Yeah. You, are, you are going yeah. into that direction. Yes, on the yeah, boat. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah. And then, like okay. with your yeah. telescope, you could literally like because you can see God activity, they would flare up on your telescope thing, and you would be like, oh, yeah. there it is. Okay. Did you yeah. want to look through that telescope, Doug? No, not yet. Okay. I know they're right. over there. I know we're heading that direction, and I imagine Skyhaven's a bit of a ways away, so it's not like it needs to be like on top of this every 10 seconds or something. So. All right, then you guys sail into the night, and as you're like as the moon fully comes up, and it's this nice bright moon on this very, very clear, cool night. It's just, it's just a really nice evening to be on a boat. And you guys haven't been on a boat in a couple of days. So you kind of missed it, I guess. <laughs> in a couple of you know? days. Like, that's how we play this. You haven't been on a boat that's in a sure. couple of days. Uh. Right. Yeah, it's been a year since we've recorded, but it's been a couple of days. And as you're Most sailing, of the game is played on a boat. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And as you're sailing, uh, there is a huge flash of pink and purple energy coming from the south in the direction of the Union. A massive crack of energy. A few seconds later, Oinkers, who has been sleeping on the deck, her head pops up and her ear goes up and she runs over to Arena and, so, and is poking you in the leg. What? What? Points towards where the where the storm is happening. And then she turns into like um, a skunk and she tucks the tail under her chin so it looks like a beard. And then she's like memes drinking and like, oh. Torvik, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. He's like, yes, oh, yes, yeah. exactly. We're playing charades. Right. <laughs> and then she like, like, as, like still as a, a, a skunk, she squeezes her entire body until it's like a cylindrical tower pointing up. Is the union? In the union. Is it? And she nods, but then she goes, no, and then kind of crumbles like she mimics the whole tower collapsing to the ground. The union fell. (laughs) And Torfik was there? (laughs) Is Torfik okay? (laughs) Oh. Okay. Well, um... And you're sure? (laughs) You saw it? (laughs) Torfik saw it. (laughs) And you saw it through Torfik? Because you're... Yeah, and she's like now nodding, and like she's like confused at this point. But yeah, like like it's getting too we're detailed. Both, we're both doing like, the thing where you um you turn your heads the opposite directions of each other as you're yes. like trying to yes. figure out questions. Um, you're like, I am. I'm gonna. Uh, there's, it's this is automatically getting the video too. So I'm gonna make a couple eclipses, and that's definitely gonna be one that I'm gonna make. But like for the podcast, I'll just add in pig noises whenever you yeah, know you're talking, working. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, what you get from this is that. Something has happened to the Union. Yeah. Torvik saw it and then connected with Oinkers and told Oinkers and told Oinkers to tell you. I'm going to probably save the Armiel conversation for, like, a different time because, like, the big flash in the sky is, like, could be our, you know, end. So, like, that's more pressing. So, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, right. Rita is always very good with prioritizing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, like, that's the one thing she learned in military camp, you know? Um, but yeah, I tell you. This yeah. one's pretty easy, though. Yeah. yeah it's fair. So, um, she's going to just, like... She's act- she parkour. She parkours and is, like, parkour. hanging onto a rope on the side of the ship so that she can, like reach her hand in and like essentially try to grab some kind of like sea life something. Rita's built to the point where like, if you were like to hang off a stop sign, you could go sideways. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? She's yeah. Like, so this is oh, nothing to you. Like, you just grab strength. a rope with one hand and just like go running along the side of the ship with your hand touching the water. Right. Yeah. And you, and you reach out and you're able to connect with golden barrel with the God of plants all the way in the deserts of Rizon. Right. So then I like, she just like runs the rest of it and then sits on the she sits on like the edge of the ship and she props herself up near the like the front of the ship so she can still see out but then she's just kind of like holding like the seaweed uh, you know or whatever she has um and then she, she's just going to like ask to you know the air cuz obviously that's just kind of how we communicate um she's going to be like did the union fall do you know anything of this so it's in the middle of the uh it's 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 in the middle of the void there are plants though even in the void it, it takes golden barrel a while but he, they're able to connect and they can sense 
something. This very big change is the best they can explain it as. And when I, and, and and again, it's all with imagery. Right. So you're seeing like big piles of of you know seaweed rise up. I was gonna up say, I was like, I'm assuming the it's like they're using like colored plants that are just like popping up on top of the water, like lily totally. pads and things. And we're like, totally. you know, we're using painted imagery and you know with oinkers. Yeah. You know, Rena's just really good at the whole getting the picture and, you know, and the charades yeah. and everything. She's just Oh, like, no, you are. You, if you, if we did picture, Rena would just be cleaning yeah, up. Yeah, she I would be this, cleaning up. Point, she would win this, like, Half your conversations are just, like, you know, are just yeah. charades. That's exactly like, what they are. Rena yeah. is, like, queen of nonverbal communication, you know? You would rather do this. Yeah. It's actually a lot better than talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. She's yeah. just, like, this is it. Um, also, yeah. before she starts this whole conversation, she makes sure... Our amulet's not on the deck, not in the crow's nest, not That's fair. in viewing. Yeah, Aud- oh. yeah. Audemil has gone off to meditate okay, for cool. the night. He's trancing, yeah. so she like doesn't want him yeah. around. Um, That's fair. Also, so Rina's, um, how are you doing? How is the temple that you've been in? Have you felt anything more about Para? Anything. Who are you asking this? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still. This is back to Golden Barrel. We're having a conversation. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were asking Oinkers. No, no, no. <laughs> Oinkers like what? Oinkers like what do you mean? <laughs> Golden Barrel shows the temple. Golden Barrel shows forests and flowers and beauty all around. Like like the entire ocean blooms all around you in this explosion of beauty. You all see it. It's incredible. You're suddenly sailing through fields and flowers, and then they all fall back under the water. So no one's tried to come to your the temple that you're at. Apparently not. Okay. Just making sure that they're okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be okay. Yeah, they seem a little more. They seem a little bit more concerned now that they've now that they've spoken to you, but they seem okay. Rena asked, like, "Would you like to know what we've been through? Would you like me to tell you what's happened?" They seem like they understand. Like they they can ask their own questions. They can just go to every every plant in the area yeah. and just know what happened. Right. So they don't. So no, we. You know what? Your memories aren't great. You humans with your human minds. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to go ahead and um, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and find out exactly actually what happened. But thank you. And then um, asking, have you ever heard through the plants of people that have traveled to the future? <laughs> That is a very big thing to ask. Uh, they will have to get back to you. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a later, you know, kind of. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Give me, you know, yeah. a couple days to talk to the planet. Yeah. And I'll get back to you. <laughs> and I assume that like Rena, there's like, obviously Rena's closer to like nature things in general. So she isn't like disturbed by the fact that he's there that they're like i have to talk a little bit and then i'll get back to you because she's under the impression that like they're going to be talking more often so she's kind of sure. like we're probably going to be doing waiting check-ins. for them to contact yeah you. right mm-hmm. exactly so yeah she's you're gonna do you're, just like that's smart you might as well talk to your allies and constantly be telling them what you're doing that's right. a very smart thing right i Which you know, is, take take inspiration for that because yeah. that is a very good move so yeah they are definitely going to check in with you when if they can figure anything out just out of curiosity, have any of you ever asked Golden Barrel if the world storm actually covers the whole world? I don't think we've ever asked him about the world storm. Yeah. No, you've never had a conversation about that. Okay, gotcha. Because like, I think we already think that like plants don't exist in the world storm, so why he probably That's wouldn't fair. know. That's fair. What would exist? How yeah. would he know? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's just such an yeah. ingrained part of our worldview that- You just like, assume. That's yeah. the end of the world, so- yep. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, fair enough. And then Rena asks- I have a question, and I was wondering, because I haven't been able to look at books as uh, about this or anything like that, but she asked Golden Barrel, do you know where my temple to Jodar is? Steelbeard lets out a low, rumbling moan as his eyes fill with glowing star moths. The deck in front of Rena buckles as vines explode from it, forming a topographical map of the mile-wide canals of Skyhaven. They peel back to reveal cavernous chambers beneath, stone wrapped in steel and bathed in steam. One of these vaults blooms with pink and purple lilacs, mimicking the prismatic light of divine force energy. The scene collapses and rises anew. A valley as lush and sprawling as the Godsfield in Wessel sits in the shadow of a massive plateau. 
Huge dragon-like lizards of all kinds roam this fertile valley. The camera settles on a gnarled tree at the top of a rocky hill, bent back by wind and time to form a bench. The wood has been worn smooth by many visitors who stopped here to rest on their travels. The scene changes again as vines and flowers twist together to form the Ligon Mountains in southern Wessel. A handful of wide amphitheaters have been carved into the tops of these peaks, and Steelbeard's low hum seems to resonate from them. The scene changes one last time. Vine and flower peel away, leaving only a layer of sand behind. Leaves fan at the edges, kicking up cyclones of dust and parting the center to reveal a wide chasm. At the edge of this blasted desert, bare roots poke through shifting seagrass to represent the Thousand Fang Sea of Kadar's scorched eastern shore. Along the edge of the Maw of Mordecai, more roots twist and bend to form the Kasari Ruins. This was once a vast grassland teeming with horses, and the heart of the Kadarian military machine. Steelbeard lets out one more booming note, and the plants and flowers recede into the ocean. Because she wants to visit, to be honest. Uh, you know what? It makes real sense for you guys to all power I mean, up and yeah. find out it's what happened. I have Torvik. a notebook, and in the notebook, there is like there's a like a page that is like we need to visit our temples. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so wait, what would so what would you say? Now we're gonna wrap up, but like, what would you say would be your goals in the next game with the information you now know, all of you, oh, all of us? Yeah, what are your individual goals? And I guess your group goals. Yeah, you got to choose, I suppose. Well, I'd want to visit people's temples because I know, like, we can power up when we visit our temples. Sure. What about you, Michael? Okay. Well, obviously, we're on the... Our A mission is to figure out what happened to um, uh, Caitlin and make sure that she's okay because she's one of our most powerful allies. Um, and if they're going to weaponize her against us, then that's bad news. Yeah. Um, not that she would do so willingly, but, you know, who knows what they do. Um but as far as side missions and that sort of thing, like, of course, visiting temples would be great if we have time. And now that we can teleport a lot faster, then great. But um, we should also, um, uh, I want to research better that uh, gem that, uh, that um, Rena has and uh, figure out the malevolence within it. Is, is that something that we can work with? Or should I just get Doro to shoot it into the sun? And... Um, um- no, like just a general thing. Rena won't hand the gem that has the black acre in it to. Oh, anyone. sure, because you think it would just take um, him over. Just because she already knows that, like, she's technically already been tainted with it, and then she thinks because she's luck that she can temper it easier than everybody else could. That makes sense. It was like, I mean, it's yeah. a bad bet, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. no, no, she knows yeah. that well, it's a bad <laughs> bet, but she knows that she yeah. like is taking that on. <laughs> All right, that's fair. All right, excellent. So you want to find out what's in those stones, and you want to get to. Torvik, I'd imagine. Is that kind of what your plan is? No, not not to Torvik, no. He left of his own volition, and I assume he can fly back if he wants to. Yeah. Like, very, the thing. very fair. <laughs> also, we you know, at this, like... Yeah, at this point That's in the true. game, or at this point in the story or whatever like we all have big boy pants like yeah. that's that's the thing so like Oinkers is going to decide to return because Oinkers is concerned about and I think Oinkers about should. Torvik. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say that Oinkers then says says goodbye to all of you, and the, well, and especially Rena, because you guys have kind of, we have to have our like a special bond. Goes. That's the only thing. What would you want to do, Hall Deer? Um, I feel like we need to refocus. Why is everybody talking about side quests when the world's about to end? So can we go ahead and do whatever we need to do to prevent that from happening? Like, what's the process? Was the union important for that? Because that collapsing might be a really big deal. You know, like this, these are the sorts of things that I need to talk to the group about. Like, yep. you know, we were are here. You, Did we are have you saying a plan? that like this is what, no, no, you guys are crazy. We have to do this. Are you saying that out yeah, loud? Yeah. Right now? Para sure, yeah. is like I mean, barely awake. Like he's, he's, he is laying on the deck with his head in Zion's lap. Right, we can talk and about Zion it in the morning, is stroking his hair. But even though he's barely awake, Para's got his hand up and he's like, I agree with Hall Deer. Whatever's going on there is more important and anything else we have to do. And and if Torvik thought it was important enough to go in there alone, then we need to get there. <laughs> like, what's the point of the union? Why does it exist? Right? Do you guys know it? 
Do we do we know that? I don't. Yeah. Do you guys know what the point of the union is? What is the official story that you know? The official story that we know, yeah, is that uh, it was used to uh, hold that one god. Um, and, right. Um, so you, yeah, you know what its original purpose was to test. Well, demigods. we don't know the original purpose. Oh, you don't know that. Okay, so yeah. you know that it was turned into a prison. Well, that it and the world storm was used to contain the god of chaos. So if that's collapsed. Now that's you know one defense that's that's gone. Right. So finding out more but about we that all, might be we all we all knew that that was coming though, and that's why we were trying to power okay. up as much right. as possible. Yeah. Right. But it shouldn't have happened for six months. That's the next time the world storm would have fallen. But the world storm has fallen, and something has happened to the union. Right. But it's not like we can just like pop pop there anymore so like like any more well, than anything else you know you've been there and there's a very large godstone in the observatory so there's that you could try if you all if you all made a bridge if you all focus that bridge energy no, you'd into doro and into <laughs> steelbeard you there is no reason why Dora wouldn't be able to possibly teleport you across the planet in a ship altogether and plunk you down next to where you need to be. If we run it happens, yes. And just to be clear, Haldir is not like we have to go see the Union. Haldir is like we have to do whatever is necessary to save the fucking planet. So, right. like, if if you don't think, you know, Zion, that going to the Union is the best way to go about that right now, maybe that's something we put off for a later date. If we already expected, if you guys already expected it was coming, but what we need to talk about is not about finding temples, is not about anything except next steps from preventing the, the God of Chaos from destroying the Earth. So, Right, well, see, the part of the problem, though, is that Caitlin is a key component to... To doing yeah, that. I was going to say, it was like, because we could go back to before the Union fell with Caitlyn and Doro. Okay. So then let's go find Caitlyn. Yeah, right. That, exactly. I was going to say, this has been my main concern since I found out they took her. Like, yeah. any, it doesn't even matter if we find all of Superman's artifacts because yeah, right. I'm not even worried about that anymore. Yeah. Like, that's Serena's like, problem. Caitlyn so, can yeah. undo yeah. all of that. So yeah. it doesn't, like, we have to find Caitlyn now. Basically, right. that's what I am scanning the surface to find that other ship. Well, I, I want to get to that ship. Yeah, but right, I because now that I know the... that she can time travel, like for help. I mean, right. like, well, that's no, in the wrong hands. She didn't do it on purpose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She, well, like <laughs> I didn't lift a stone on purpose at first. I mean, that's like, fair. Whatever. No, that's like, fair. <laughs> right. Get, if she can do it, there. she can do it again. That is right. completely fair. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> practice, like, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. You know? Let's go. So. Like when was when was when was when was this guy? Okay, this guy's name is Chuggeries. When was he bored? Let's go there. Okay. Hello, Chuggeries, baby. Oh, you are a very agile baby, but you are still a baby. Uh, it throws its rattle and it goes around the room and then right. th down your throat right. and you choke it, and die. It or ends something. up being like, like a really tough fight. Like yeah. you walk out with two with with like two black eyes, your lips all busted up. Like you're like, what? that was hard, but I did kill him with a little baby scratch on your. Forehead. <laughs> Those fucking nails, man. They're like right. knives. Baby nails yeah, are the worst. <laughs> This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. Deadghostpro.com.